Angela Bowen here, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. So today I have some fun news for you. Season one does have an OG Punky Brewster co-star coming back, and I will let you know who that is. Unless you already know, you probably already know. Because if you're like me and you're obsessed with Punky Brewster, you more than likely follow the Instagram accounts of Soleil Moonfry, Cherry Johnson, Amy Foster, the kit, all that stuff to get your punky news. But if you don't do that, I'm going to be able to fill you in about what's going on. Also, I are, are a couple new trailers I want to break down for you as well. But before I get into all that punky funness, I do want to let all of you know, give you an update about what's going on. Since I live in Texas, we've been very fortunate not to lose our power, thank goodness. However, living in an apartment complex with the temperatures below freezing, unfortunately there are some apartments that have pipes that have burst. Ours didn't, however, the one next to us did, and that led to water flooding into our apartment. So, luckily, we were able to get that taken care of last night, and are just kind of going, like, hour by hour, day by day, as things start to slowly thaw. We're just, fingers crossed, that we don't have any more water, because it's just... And I also want to pray for everyone out there in Texas right now that is going through this. Whether you've been without power for a few days, whether you, know, you, you don't have any water and stuff like that. I mean, this is my first winter down here, and I've heard that Texas has not experienced something like this in a very, very long time. And I just want to let you all know, fellow Texans, that my heart is with all of you right now as we try to get through this. All we can do right now is just, you know, take it day by day. Just, you know, I see so many people out there that are helping every, you know, each other out and their neighbors and everything like that. And I just, that that's amazing just to see people coming together to help out their fellow neighbors. So, alright, on a lighter note, let's get into this punky news. If you don't already know, the OG Punky Brewster co-star that is coming back for one episode in Season 1 is Amy Foster. You all know her as the snooty Miss Perfect, Margot Kramer. When I found out she was coming back, I'm like, ah, so I'm so excited to have the core three. Girl, the girls back. All of them. Even if it's just for one episode. And it looks like the episode, from what I'm getting, from what I'm seeing on the Instagram pages, it looks like a couple ladies from the WW... Is it WWE right now or is it WWF? I'm not 100% sure. I, I don't watch wrestling. I've never been a big fan of it. And I'm seeing the ladies' names here in the picture. Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair. Okay, WWE, that's what it says here. Hashtag, gotcha. 
Okay, so the first clip I'm going to play you does have a little bit new footage mixed with OG Punky Brewster clips. So I'll let the clip play, and then after the clip plays, I'm going to go more into detail on it and, you know, describe it for you. Okay, so now I'm going to go scene by scene and describe the clips for you. The first one, of course, is from Punky Gets Her Own Room. This is where what will become Punky's room is currently Henry's study. He's telling Punky about Henry's study. Like, there's nobody that would be able to let... I mean, nobody could get Henry to give that room up. Even, I remember that episode because he's saying about when he became the manager of that apartment building, the person who was giving him the position let him choose any place, any apartment in that building for him to have. He chose that one in particular because of the tree right outside the window. Punky's saying that, you know, every kid she knows has their own bedroom. And Henry's like, well, you're only eight. You don't know that many people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he does say, and he does say, oh, one day you will get a room. And I'm thinking, she needs a room now, not in five years. <laughs> Can you imagine if instead of having Randy, um, taking care of uh, Punky's, overseeing Punky's case, if we had Simon P. Chillings, oh my gosh. I just have, because Randy, I mean, at first you're like, I don't know about Randy, the uh, caseworker for Punky. But she comes back and she goes to bat for Henry and Punky. And it says these two people belong together. So, all right, let's continue on. Plus there are also words on the, on the screen that I'll, uh, let you know and being this is on Instagram I don't have a way to pause the the scene it just plays out so the first clip as I said was Cherry talking about Punky never being able to get Henry's room his little den area okay I was able to screenshot all these little uh facts that pop up the first one 1984 Punky Brewster was an eight-year-old girl a pop culture icon known for her mismatched sneakers and her punky power. Her dog was named Brandon. Cherry was her best friend. And Henry was her foster dad. Now Punky's a parent. With a foster kid of her own. She and Cherry are still besties. 
with another dog named Brandon. Oh my god. <laughs> of course. And she's as punky powerful as ever. So for the scene, a pop culture icon known for mismatched shoes comes up. This is where Henry has finally convinced Punky to come over his, to his place so he can fix her something to eat. He remarks on her mismatched shoes. <laughs> and he's like, you can't even match your own shoes. And she's like, well, I got two different feet. Why shouldn't I have two different shoes? The next scene, of course, is Punky talking about her Punky power. Oh, real quick, let me go back. When Cherry mentions about how Henry would never give up his den, his study for anybody, Punky says, well, I'm not nobody. I'm Punky Brewster. Okay, so... The next scene, it says, and her punky power. This is where punky, this is the gone fishing episode with the kids on the, on the dock. And punky's trying to pull in it. Once she gets a fish, all the other kids start getting fish. Her dog was named Brandon. This is where Brandon comes out in a Merlin outfit for Halloween. This is their Halloween costumes. That's right. Cherry was Cleopatra and Punky was Indiana Indiana Jones or Indiana Punky. <laughs> this was from the season one. Pretty much all these clips are from season one and the early episodes. Uh, take me out to the ball game. Punky Brewster's workout. That's where it says Cherry was her best friend. That's where Pun uh, Henry brings home a VCR with a video cassette recorder, a camcorder, and Punky's like, oh, wow, look, a video camera or a movie camera. That was a good episode, too. And Henry was her dad. This also is from the pilot where he tells her that he's never raised a child before. And Punky says, well, neither have I. We'll figure it out together. Now, of course, this scene is from the pilot where it says, now Punky's a parent. And she tells her daughter, Hannah, that they need to have a family meeting. And Hannah's like, well, I'll go get the tissues. In the next scene, it says, with a foster kid of her own, Punky asked Izzy if Izzy would like to stay with Punky and her kids. And Izzy says, what took you so long? Oh, my heart just melted. Oh, this child is so adorable. She and Cherry are still besties. We see Punky hugging Cherry. Now, this may or may not be from the pilot episode. I'm not sure. I love that Punky is rocking overalls. It's so cool. And Cherry's just got a gray sweatshirt on. With another dog named Brandon. <laughs> this dog is adorable. This dog, I mean, I remember that Brandon was more of um, a reddish golden retriever. Where this dog is more of a honey colored golden retriever golden retrievers do come in many many different shades and the last scene and she's as punky powerful as ever is when punky tells izzy you've helped me rediscover my punky power all right so of course now i'm going to be playing the punky brewster season one featurette i'll be playing the clip and then after the clip I will be breaking the video down scene by scene. I am so 
Alright, so the first scene, of course, we see Soleil Moonfry sitting in a chair on the set of the new Punky Brewster. She's talking about how excited she is to bring Punky back. Then in the next scene, we do see Soleil and Quinn. Quinn plays Izzy. The new foster child will be staying with Punky and her children. And they're just kind of hugging while... Somebody offset takes a picture. It's so cute. We have Punky, Quinn, and Lauren. Lauren plays Punky's daughter, Hannah. They're all just having a fun time, just posing for pictures. Soleil kind of narrates here where she says that Punky is coming of age all over again. It's like, yeah, because we saw her kind of come of age from age... 8 all the way to age 11 in seasons 1 through 4 of Punky Brewster. And it just, it's going to be so cool seeing her navigate adulthood and parenthood and being a foster parent. I mean, she doesn't have Henry's excuse of saying, well, I've never raised a child before. It's like, well, you're currently raising three of them, so you can't, you, you can't say that. 
But I bet anything she picked up some uh, parenting tips from Henry along the way. Definitely. Henry was an ideal foster parent. He loved Punky with his whole heart. And she did the same of him. Such, such a tight bond. And I just, I see Punky and Izzy just being able to connect just based on their similar experiences. They're both going to have a lot to teach each other. In the next scene, we see Hannah with a cell phone and Punky like takes it out of her hand and I'm just thinking, I wonder if that's when Hannah is going through the possible candidates for setting Punky up on it on a date now that she's newly single. We see Diego and Daniel coming home. It looks like they're coming home from school and that's where Punky just announces, we need to have a talk. Like, we have need to have a family meeting. I'm sure the kids are kind of like cringe, cringing like, oh, great, the last family meeting we had was when our parents were getting separated. Like, so the next scene, of course, we do see Quinn on a sidewalk outside a building. It looks like maybe it could even be maybe a pawn shop, collector's store. I'm not sure. There's a lot of different things there. Clothing, art and poetry, rare books, glassware, silver and gold. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? I don't, I don't want to be pointing fingers. But, um, and it... If you guys have not, I will link those on the Punky, Punky Power podcast Facebook page. The interviews that Cherry did with Noah, who plays Diego, and Lauren, who plays Hannah, and of course, Quinn, who plays Izzy. I will link their interviews so you guys can watch them if you haven't already. But there is when... Cherry is talking to Quinn. They bring up a scene in, you know, maybe even the first or second episode where I <laughs> keep calling her Quinn, where Izzy takes Punky's cell phone and credit card and like takes off. So that's de that's definitely a little bit, but it just seems like. Izzy's about survi survival mode. She's been looking out for herself and everything like that. Whereas I remember when, you know, in the pilot episode of Punky Brewster, Punky, I don't, and that's the thing I was um, having a conversation with a couple of my podcast listeners about it, and we're just kind of trying to think about whether Punky's mother left her car in the parking lot and whether maybe Punky had been staying there with with her stuff and she had been helping take customers groceries to their car and she was getting you know paid in tips and everything like that so she was surviving in that way and we see Izzy wearing torn jeans she's got I always want to call these like a green army surplus jacket she's also wearing a gray beanie hat and also, she's got a backpack on, which most likely has all of her belongings. I remember Punky had a little tote bag that she would carry Brandon in that she had, you know, all of her belongings in. And we see Izzy kind of bend down looking at her. 
Her her fingers kind of nervously. Well, and at this point, I mean, looking at her hair, she does have brown. Izzy has brown hair, and it's got little faded bluish streaks in it. Not like dark blue, but more like a um, bluish green. Like it looks like it's starting to fade. And Soleil narrates how she meets this adorable little girl and just falls in love with her. And it looks like we are at this could be Fenster Hall. And we just see Punky chatting with Izzy. And Izzy's wearing the same clothes that she was when she was on that sidewalk. And I'm guessing maybe her being on that sidewalk, that's her prior to Cherry finding her and taking her, I'm just going to say she takes her to Fenster Hall. Like, I think that that's where Cherry is working. And then we cut back to Punky telling her children that Izzy is going to come stay with them. She's like, would you like that? And they're all like, no, absolutely not. No way. And she looks at them and says, I don't care. We're doing this. So we cut back to the apartment where Punky is putting her arms out like, come here. And Izzy backs away, putting her hands up like, uh, no, I'm not a hugger. But we see her going in for a hug anyway. And even, even Hannah says, you'll get used to it. Anyone else get some Full House huggy vibes? <laughs> All about the hugs on Full and Fuller House. Another thing, remember how Punky was always wearing layers? Like, she would have a short sleeve shirt over a long sleeve shirt and then she'd have a vest. <clears throat> Izzy is pretty much the same way. She's got a plaid puffer kind of vest and she's got a short sleeve shirt and a long sleeve striped shirt underneath. But then again, I mean, depending on what time of year this is, if she's been you know, walking around outside, It's if it's cold out, you want to have layers. Now we hear from Cherry Johnson who says that Punky, she's still Punky and she's, she's very fiery. And of course this is a scene where Hannah is going through the prospects of possible dates for her mom, trying to hook her mom up with a new guy. <laughs> uh, and this is where she shows off the fireman, uh, picture and how Punky's like I'm not ready to date your father and I just broke up and she shows her the picture Hannah shows her the picture of the fireman and she's like holy mechanoli I like how the holy mechanoli feels like Uncle Jesse's have mercy <laughs> I like how that kind of because when Punky was doing that in Punky Brewster, she'd always do it in, like, surprise, like, holy mackinoli! We also see on the Robin's Egg Blue refrigerator, there are pictures that have been put up by the kids. Just kid drawings. It really, I, and it's a heart, and it's just so cute. Like, let me get hearts and rainbows and stuff, just like Punky Brewster. And, of course, Punky is now a photographer, so yes, she is following in Henry's footsteps. He is smiling down at her, like, oh, 
my girl. I knew she would follow in my footsteps and become a photographer. She is actually photographing a chessboard set with the pieces all set up. And I like how behind her there's this, like, uh, cubby bookshelf thing with the uh, cloth um, things that you, you pull out, the little... Um, the little cloth bins that you pull out. I just, I think that's really cool. I have a similar setup, of course. Mine don't have bins in them. Mine, of course, are for my books. So my guess is this has got to be her studio is where that she's, because she's, when she's doing the chessboard, you know, taking pictures of it, we do see Diego on a laptop, her youngest son. We see, I think, maybe a couple of his friends from school. That are just kind of hanging out chilling so maybe it could be like a photo ad for a magazine you know that Henry did a lot of work for like magazines newsprint stuff like that or commercial ads like when in season one he was having branding Brandon eating you know the dog food and stuff like that okay great we get a bigger look at Punky's studio, which is awesome. Cherry also mentions how Punky is well-traveled, so that's good. She got to get out and kind of see the world and everything. Because remember in season one, when Punky is looking, this is just like what Izzy's doing, looking at these pictures. Punky was looking at all of... Henry had a lot of framed photographs. A lot of them were different people, some people from other countries, so it just looks like he definitely did get around, like, maybe after the Navy and everything, and after he got married, or even before that, maybe he developed an interest in photography. I'm not sure exactly how long in, in Punky Brewster when, like, an accident's happened in season two, or Wedding Bells for Brandon, the series finale of Punky Brewster. He also brings up photography again to Punky. And I'm just trying to recall when exactly he mentioned, because I'm sure he must have mentioned when he got into photography himself. Because the camera, when he was showing her the camera, he says, this is the first camera I ever used. It does have a flash bulb on it. So maybe something from... Because in the 80s, he is 64 in 1984. So then he must have been born in sometime in the 20s. So maybe something for the late 1930s, 1940s type of camera. I'm guessing, of course, don't quote me on that. So there are five pictures here. One looks like it's a building that's being currently built against a the sun going down it's really pretty there's another one that you can't really make too much of a doubt it definitely does look like punky has traveled to another country and taken a picture there's one of a group of skydivers all like holding hands there also looks to be one from punky and travis's wedding day and there's also one of what looks like a rock singer Guy with long, dark, curly hair, wearing sunglasses, shirtless, got a guitar strapped around his chest. He definitely does have a lot of photo equipment. Like, I don't know what the proper term is. I don't think it's called, like, a umbrella type of thing. I'm not sure that... I don't... I'm sure that's not what it's called. Um, but you see her desk. 
with all, all and all the lights and stuff that you would need for filming. You get different lighting and different positions and stuff like that. Also on the wall, I'm not sure what type of parchment type paper is. Clearly it's paper that's used for photography. Maybe developing paper. I'm not sure. I don't think developing paper would just be hanging on the wall like that. There's also a really colorful jug off to the left hand side of the screen. That's kind of a peach and yellow with different designs on it. That's got a, like a one of those wooden corks in the top of it. Terry also says, you know, you know, Punky is now well-traveled and educated, so clearly, yes, she did go to college. Sherry says, she's a great mom, and we see Punky say, ish. That's, of course, from the first trailer where she says, I am grown-ish, or something like that. That refrigerator, of course, looks very vintage retro-ish with the I think it's one that has one of those pull-down type of levers. Somebody did mention it looks like the type of refrigerator that Henry had originally gotten rid of. But it, de it definitely does look vintage. Just the, the whole apartment, just, it's got Punky's own style to it. And I like that she brings her own taste to the apartment. I like how in the kitchen, right by the refrigerator, the wall that the refrigerator is against is like a an orangish red and then right next to that orange red wall is that painted it almost looks like it's a dusted white over the brick and it just I I just I love this I'm not into interior decorating but I I like this I really think it's just really it really speaks that Punky is, you know, she's not the kid that she used to be, you know, because she's an adult. She's an, she's a parent. She's developed, you know, more interests that are more towards an adult. And just, it, it's just fun to see that her style has changed. I love her, her style of dress here with the blue overalls and the sleeveless shirts. It's just really cool. I bet, I bet anything that that, once this, I think that is going to be a thing. The, people walk around with the overalls and the short sleeve shirts. So we do, yeah, we do have Cherry saying how Cherry today is a grown adult, and she kind of giggles at that, just because we do see Punky and Cherry in season one. I think that's the visit to the doctor episode where Henry and Mrs. Johnson are reading the notes that their um, school nurses. <laughs> The clearly, I love that they know, like, no, no school nurse wrote these. You kids wrote them yourselves. <laughs> and I love that this is what Cherry does for a living, that she wants to change young children's lives, because I think that Punky definitely inspired her to do that. Because if you think about it, before Punky met Henry, Cherry was the one that was bringing Punky food and helping her out and while she stayed in that vacant apartment. And we see, like I said, it, I'm going to say this is Fenster Hall where Cherry works. And Izzy is sitting on the couch. It looks like she's, I don't know if she's, hold on. It looks like she might be coloring because I looked and she is using a Cray Crayola marker. So maybe she's, you know, Cherry's just, well, here's a coloring book if you want to keep yourself busy. And 
I love how Izzy looks up at Punky and Cherry and just kind of lightly, quickly does a little wave. Like, eh, I'm acknowledging you. Okay, back to my coloring. And my guess is this. Because when she waves to Punky, it's not like she's happily waving. It almost looks like this is just... I want to say Quinn because that's the little girl's name in real life. Because it seems like Izzy is used to... That's her maybe on autopilot. Like, oh, another person that might try to offer to take me in. I guess they gotta... You know, show face and acknowledge them. I just... It, it just seems like she is really... It just seems like it's routine. Like, oh, here's another person that Cherry's trying to uh, put me with. Or I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Because we don't know if Izzy has been there for a... Maybe that's her first day. Maybe it's been a couple days. Because she's still wearing the same clothes that she wore when she was on, you know, the sidewalk. When we first see her. Okay, guys, I take it all back. Remember how I was saying, oh, that looks like Punky's studio because she is, you know, there's a chessboard. She's taking a picture of it. No, we pull, the camera pulls back on this scene with Punky and Cherry. And you see that chessboard that she was taking a picture of. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. You know what I, I think? I think that those two kids we saw when Daniel was there, also, the, she brought him to Fenster Hall. And maybe Cherry's having Punky taking pictures of the kids, maybe to put it up on the Fenster Hall website or something. Because we do see a lady whose back is turned where there's a flat screen TV and it looks like there's some surround sound. We do see a guy in a striped shirt looks like he's trying to get a conversation going with Izzy. He, my guess is both the, that man and the woman probably do live there. Either that or maybe... Oh, wait a minute. Now that I think about it, as we go into this trailer, I think those two might be a couple that could possibly be interested in taking Izzy, you know, as a foster child. That's my guess anyway, but as we get more into this trailer. I, I, like I said, I've already corrected myself now thinking that that blue couch and that chess set were part of Punky's, you know, studio and stuff like that. But no, no, it's, I'm just, I'm saying it's Fenster Hall. And if it is Fenster Hall, we better see a framed picture of Mike with a plaque under it. Dedicating Fenster Hall to Mike. Not saying that Mike is no longer with us, just saying... You know, Mike grew up in Fenster Hall, and, you know, maybe they had a new building, and they wanted to dedicate it to Mike Fulton. That's what I'm going to go with. More than likely, I'm wrong, but that's, I mean, I'd like to think that, in my mind, that due to, you know, because that was 30-some years ago, more than likely, Fenster Hall definitely needed to do some modernization and upgrades. So we see Daniel with... With the laptop, I bet, I wonder if he's, like, working on the Fenster Hall website. Like, I think Daniel is a tech kid. He's really into technology and setting things up. And you see that Izzy still has a backpack on. And I'm thinking, more than likely, 
she's keeping track of her stuff. She probably had to, like, I need to have my bag on me at all times. I need to know where my stuff is. You know, it's very protective. That probably has a lot of stuff, you know, memories. A lot of it is very important to her. So, and probably in situations that she's probably been, if she's been in a close call where maybe someone tried to take her stuff and she's like, no, from now on this stays on my body at all times. So I know where my stuff is. And Sherry talks about placing, you know, kids with the right foster, uh, foster parents. And we go back to the apartment with Travis and Punky. And Punky is saying, I love this family we built. And I love her leather, her black leather jacket is really awesome. And I love how Travis is giving her all the credit. He looks at her right in her eyes and says, you built, isn't the family you built. And we pull the camera back and we see Travis is sitting in a chair. Punky's squeezed into the end of the couch because we got Hannah, Izzy, Daniel, and Diego. And then we have, if this is supposed to be Brandon number two, because this dog's name is also Brandon, apparently, according to that little preview. I love how the dog is just spread across Diego and Daniel. And it's just, it's so sweet. That dog just, he loves his his kids. Just like Brandon loved Punky growing up. He was her protector. So now we have Freddie Prince Jr. kind of narrating, saying that we have a whole bunch of kids and I love every one of them, especially, especially little Quinn. Again, I said Quinn plays Izzy. And we see... Izzy hugging Brandon, the dog, number two. We, we just see Quinn dancing. It's so cute. <laughs> just kids goofing around on set. We see Noah, who plays Diego, and Ollie, who plays Daniel, just laughing <laughs> in the set living room. It's so cute. And this looks like the little nook area by the window, and it looks like those are all old records, so maybe those could be Henry's records, all his class. You know Henry loved classical music, and I would love if one of the kids were into it too, like just like Grandpa Henry. And Freddie Prince Jr. is Travis. He's saying, you know, he's got a couple boys that are just like him. Aww. Looks like by those records, there's an amp on the floor. Like a vintage looking amp. On the next scene we have Cherry there. They're in the living room. There's Diego. There's Daniel. Daniel is doing a little dance. We see what looks like could be prospective foster parents for Izzy. There's a woman sitting in the chair. She's got red hair pulled back in a ponytail. There's a guy in a blue blazer. He's got dark hair and a goatee and it might get okay this is what I think I think that Izzy took off and Punky is trying to find her because she heard that maybe she's been staying with Punky and the kids for a bit and she's gotten comfortable there and Cherry of course has to come in and say well we have a prospective foster parents that have shown an interest in Izzy Izzy probably finds out about this and she leaves because she doesn't want to be broken up from Punky and her kids. I kind of wonder, okay, just hear me out here. I think that because Punky is a single mother with three kids already, and I feel that maybe because she 
like I said, she's a single mother. She's got three kids already. She's divorced. My God, and because you have to apply to be a foster parent and all that and do background checks and stuff, I wonder if maybe that might be a strike against her. Maybe like, oh, you're a single mother. You have three kids. Adding a fourth might be a little too much for you. There's a couple right here that are married that don't have any kids that maybe like, oh, they're getting pushed up to the front of the line over you because, you know, circumstances. Be that's what I think. Honestly, that is my, that's my opinion. That's my hypothesis. That's my guess. Because why else would Daniel be doing a little dance in front of these people like he's trying to distract them? I love how Diego is right behind Daniel while he's doing a little dance, and Diego just has this look. <laughs> My brother, he doesn't normally act like this. I don't know what he's doing. It's like, uh, just, just go with it. <laughs> I love how Freddie Prince Jr. describes the kids like Diego and Daniel are more like, you know, Travis. Lauren, who plays Hannah, is more like kind of the motherly role, kind of helps hold the family together and keeps everyone on the straight and narrow and everything. My, my, my guess is honestly due to this is a new situation with the family being separated from their father and maybe Hannah feels she has to do this. Like her mother's a photographer. She's away for small periods of time, you know, going out on photo shoots and whatnot. Whereas maybe Hannah feels like she's had to step into the mother role. And I think at that some point it's going to get very overwhelming for her where she's going to say, you know, I should be a kid. I should be able to go out and do things, but I feel like I have to be responsible for my brothers. And maybe that's the reason why when Punky says, I want to bring in Izzy to stay with us, how would you like that? And I think Hannah may be saying, no, we're not doing that because she's kind of, it almost feels like even though she's just an older sister, she's kind of co-parenting with her parents in a way, like, that's, that's what I'm guessing. Like, she's also, she's the older sister, she's the oldest child, but she's also her brother's keeper as well. Yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. says Lauren kind of takes care of the entire family. And she does. She definitely, like, sees her mom, like, lonely. Like, oh, since you and dad aren't together anymore, let me see if I can find you, like, a fun date so you won't feel as lonely. And, of course, when Freddie Prince Jr. says Lauren, you know, takes care of everybody, when she says, oh, mom, by the way, you're wearing two different colored shoes. So, I'm guessing in a way that Punk, you know, she grew up. She's not that girl anymore. And in a way, when she says, you've helped me discover, rediscover my Punky power, it's like Izzy brought out that side in a punky that has been gone for a long time. So I doubt that she told her kids, oh, when I was a kid, I used to wear, you know, two different colored shoes. So when Lauren's like, oh, you're, I mean, when Hannah's like, oh, you're, you got two different colored shoes on. And Punky says, oh, I haven't done that in a while. So I think there's a whole side to Punky's life that she never let her kids, I mean, she probably told them the details about, you know, how, you know, Henry was her, her foster dad and everything like that. But as far as anything else, as far as, you know, her style and stuff growing up isn't going to blend well with what 
today's style is, especially for the kids. And I hope that maybe in reintroducing that punky style, I think, I hope the kids like jump on that bandwagon and they're like, oh no, or they're like, oh no, that's not what we're into, or that's so 80s, or that's so retro, or whatever the kids are saying nowadays. Okay, so yes, I do see behind Hannah, there is a picture of Henry on the wall with, holding up his camera and smiling. There's also a picture on a bookshelf that, and I gotta say, I think this is actually a picture of Soleil and her husband and maybe their first daughter. I think that's a picture uh, of them. And maybe it's supposed to be like, oh, this is a picture of me and your father when you were little or something like that. But it definitely does look like it's Soleil and her husband with their daughter poet. And I love how with Punky wearing the overalls, you know how when she was a kid she wore the jeans and she wore that bandana around her her knee? The, uh, her jeans? Here, she's got it wrapped around her waist. And I think that is so cool. Yeah, I remember when she was originally going to stay with Cherry and Mrs. Johnson before she has to go back to Fenster at the end of season two. She brings out a suitcase and she says, I wanted to make sure I had enough bandanas. Now we do get to see some of these screens here that have different scenes. I can't unfortunately make them out because they're all on TV screens and the scenes are really, really tiny. Okay, this scene here looks like... It's Punky's studio because Punky and Travis's, you know, kids are there. Punky's there. Travis is there. Cherry's there. And the way that Izzy has, is kind of shouldering her bag, kind of like she's getting ready to go with them. We cut back to Soleil sitting in her own director's chair saying how we all need our, some Punky power right now. We definitely do. And Soleil mentions that Everyone really could use some punky power in the world. And she says that everyone wants that feeling to be loved. And so he mentions how there's that power in punky that's just so contagious. That's true. I mean, she that positivity that punky has just, she brings that out of people. Like, people are just, they're drawn to her. She just has such a way with, and I'm just, I'm thinking to season two in the episode The Search, when Punky meets Mike Fulton's mom because, you know, he can't do it. And she brings up the fact, like, if I could see my mom, if only for a minute, I mean, I wouldn't give up that chance for the world. I would want that, I want that more than anything. Almost like kind of like saying Mike has this chance to be able to meet you. Just I I like that I like that about her. Or even when she tried to get a loan in season one for eighty thousand dollars to help raise herself until she's eighteen. Granted, no, she didn't get the loan, but she made an impression on Mr. Green so much so that he was able to kind of help Henry out in a way at the end of season two, when Henry's trying to open his studio in the mall to be able to get Punky back. Or even 
Mrs. Peavy from season two of Punky Brewster, who doesn't like kids. She was injured. She got, you know, hit by a kid who was on a bike. And she just had this disposition where she just hated kids. And Punky, you know, helps her out. Just, you know, stays with her when um, she ends up, you know, hurting her hip again. And changes Mrs. Peavy's mind about kids. And I like that Izzy is bringing that back out in Punky. Bringing a side of Punky that maybe she hasn't, you know, seen in a while. I like how Freddie Prince Jr. is describing what Punky power is. It's like, just look at Soleil and her sweetness and her goodness and everything. Now, I have not read Soleil's Happy Chaos book. I do have it. I gotta get on reading that. But she just radiates positivity. Not just the actress, you know, even you know, radiating that into the character of Punky growing up and stuff like that. You know, people say, oh, that's kind of a sugary, sweet type-ness that they could do without. It's like, I just, I loved the show. I loved the show. And I love it still. That's the thing that they say about comfort shows, shows that you watch on repeat because you love them and they just bring a sense of comfort like a warm blanket. And I'm just, I'm happy, honestly, that they can bring this show back, not just to us that grew up with the show, but to kids today and families today. And Soleil says, Punky Power is the power within to believe in ourselves. I remember that scene where Punky is telling that to Louise when Le Louise is struggling with her, her weight and, you know, overeating and everything like that. It's believing in yourself. It's not giving up. We do see a behind the scenes, the photo shoot they're taking of Punky on the couch, kind of hugging her knees, which is, you've seen that picture a lot on Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. And it's just, it's really cool to see these behind the scenes stuff and how things are kind of done. We see uh, in the kitchen at the kitchen island, we see Punky and Hannah and Sherry. Just, it seems like they're having some girl time. They're just hanging around, eating fruit, just laughing with each other. It's fun. And I love how Soleil says, you know, Punky's been through so much and she still has this heart of gold. And Soleil explains that as a grown-up, Punky kind of lost a little bit of that. It's like, yeah, I mean, being an adult and having adult responsibilities and raising three kids with your husband, and then all of a sudden you're raising three kids on your own. I mean, yeah, that could damper that Punky power a little bit. So Soleil even says, you know, how at some times you... We get a little jaded and, oh, I guess uh, Punky is trying to rise above that. And it looks like she is taking a minute out to meditate in this scene. She's got at least four meditating cushions there. And we see a scene with Punky and Hannah on the couch and Punky's saying, I miss me. And I think she means she misses who she used to be. The positive, sunshiny girl with the optimism and everything. And maybe over time that got a little overshadowed by 
being an adult and parental responsibilities. And Soleil says how the original Punky Brewster came from such a genuine place. I mean, yeah, at the time, I mean, there wasn't a show out there like Punky Brewster. However, however, Different Strokes in 1978 had two bo black boys coming to live with a white man, Mr. Drummond. So you had that as, you know, and the thing is because I've, Punky, Punky Brewster was the first podcast I had done. And then after that, I'm like, well, I want to do Silver Spoons, which in a way that also has a parental figure and a child coming together from, with different viewpoints. Whereas basically it's a man who just found out that he has a 12 year old son from being married for one week and so it's kind of, yeah, it is, it's kind of like, he, he's a single parent in a way, he's, a, he's a co-parenting with his ex, who he does not get along with. And yeah, we get to see little Ricky Schroeder grow up from season one all the way to season five. So I just, I like that there's so many different elements that actually came before Punky Brewster as the role of a child and an adult. And like I said, with with different strokes, you have Willis and Arnold Jackson. They lost their father a few years prior, and then they recently had lost their mother. And then their mother had put in their in her will she wanted her previous employer to look after the boys, Mr. Philip Drummond, who also had a teenage daughter named Kimberly. So he was already a parent. So there's that you know. A little bit of racial divide that you have to kind of meld together a little bit so it's just it's just interesting and then here comes punky in 1984 and you have a, a young girl that's been living on her own she's been abandoned by her parents and you have an elderly man who is a widow who keeps to himself and it's just these two forces of nature just come together and they learn so much from each other. We see Soleil holding Quinn and then in the next scene we see Soleil and Sherry hugging while we have set designers and people production assistants and people just kind of moving things around the set and it's just it's just fun seeing the inner workings of the show come together. I love how Soleil refers to it as like this isn't coming to work for us because she's sitting with Sherry and she says this is just coming and, and playing with your best friend and it's great because the girls were like eight years old when they first met on the set of Punky Brewster and the fact that they've been friends this whole time and they get to do this all over again and just hang out and oh we get to see Izzy and Hannah dancing in it looks like an elevator that's a pretty big elevator and I gotta wonder because there are three there were three floors of that apartment complex because chair um I believe Mrs. Johnson and Cherry were on the set second level yeah I remember because season three remember an open door broken heart part two when Joey and his mom 
are chasing after Brandon for several, several blocks and then umpteen flights of stairs. So, oh my goodness. I wouldn't be surprised if they eventually got an elevator in that place. <laughs> it's really cool. You get to see the audience kind of outside the studio starting to, to come in and it's just, they're all waving and smiling and it's like, ah! oh, they got really cool. They're like white punky Brewster shirts with like a, a black, um, rectangle going across it that says punky Brewster and multicolor or uh, different colors and it's just oh it's so cool and it looks like they're doing the where after the episodes filmed they come out to the applause of the studio audience which I believe like this was all done I believe pre-covid that's why they had that studio audience so yeah so that was that trailer that was a lot of fun. I really loved all of the behind the scenes and the additional footage and just the commentary from Soleil Moonfry, Jerry Johnson, Freddie Prince Jr. kind of giving their take on it. So this next clip here I want to play from this interview with Soleil Moonfry and Jerry Johnson and they're talking about how the, the question they're asked is how George Gaines, you know, Henry Warnemont, and Susie Garrett, who played Mrs. Johnson, how are they going to be incorporated into the new show? Okay, so the next video clip I want to play here is they're being asked the question, what was it like walking on the set of the Punky Brewster reboot after so many years? I remember 
first of all, stepping on the sound stage when it when nothing was even in it, and just being so emotional, and the smell of a sound stage, and just the joy that it brings me, like <laughs> I just I can't even tell you how much I love it. And then when you filled in all of the punky goodies, it just was explosive. When I first walked on set, I was by myself, and it was already built, and the stages were here. Just to look around and be home again was amazing. I've been gone for 36, 35 years, and to see elements that were so much just like the original, I cried for like an hour of gratitude, not, you know, it was just total happy memories, and I could feel the spirits of George Gaines and Susie Garrett standing right there with me. It's a wonderful celebration. Yes. So <laughs> that's just, it's, it's really cool that Soleil got to have a hand in kind of creating the punky set as, as far as her own personal taste as to what Punky Brewster would be into. Because as you've heard, Soleil mentioned that she is so much like Punky Brewster and herself almost like they're one and the same. So the next one, of course, that I want to play is their first table read and how this one differs from when they were like eight, nine years old and doing table reads in front of like ten people. Now they're doing table reads for like close to a hundred people. And what they say is really cool is that some of the original people that worked on the show, not just the actors, but like David, David Declan. I always think I'm saying his name, his last name wrong. And I probably have been ever since I've been doing the Punky Brewster, Punky Power podcast. (laughs) But it's so cool that he has a hand in in the new show. How they want to stay faithful to the original, which is awesome. Oh, I was I was so emotional. I think I cried my way through the first table read. Well, first of all, hold on. The first table read, <laughs> I was so nervous. It was pre-COVID, and there was like hundreds of people there, oh. and I had no idea because I had never done a table read where there was hundreds of people. Can we tell them? And I like, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I'm such a bad friend. Soleil and I are in the bathroom, like we always do before the table reading, and she goes, Cherry, are you nervous? I'm like, no, there's nothing to be nervous about. It's just going to be a few people. Because our old school table reads were like 10 people. I had no idea. We walk out. There's tables. There's cameras. There's rooms of like 100 people there. I was so nervous. I was so nervous. I looked at her and I said, girl, you got this. very 
surreal time when so many people are not working and so many friends and so many strangers are, you know, are going through what they're going through. I feel incredibly humbled to be able to be here. And to be still doing Zoom calls with like 100 people because they didn't line up on the load. But it's with women and men that we actually grew up with. So I feel like it's a bunch of friends getting together once a week and hanging out for about an hour. So yeah, that is, it's just so cool that they get to work with some of the same people that they grew up working with on the original show. And of course, the next question is, will Margot Kramer be making an appearance? I guess it's, they must have filmed this interview before the announcement was made because, it, like I said, if you look on Instagram, under Soleil's Instagram, or Cherry's, or Amy Foster, who played Margot, you know that she is going to be making an appearance for a special episode, the WWE episode with the two female wrestlers. And I think that Margot, I think she's like a like a PR, like public relations, that she was able to secure this fun visit with the two ladies and Izzy. And when I saw that, when I saw the picture, I immediately got a flashback to season two's The KO Kid, where Punky takes boxing lessons from Marvelous Marvin Hagler. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And I like how the next question here, which they are talking about how what the fans can expect, the ones that have grown up with Punky, and then also the new fans. So they got appeal for us OG Punky Brewster watchers and how they're saying like the OG Punky Brewster fans are going to bring their kids into it now since Punky Brewster is now available on Peacock which is really awesome because prior to this guys the only way you could watch the show was through the DVDs and the DVDs they do have them on Amazon. I actually did a few giveaways a couple years ago where I given away a couple copies of the first season. I even did a giveaway where I gave away um, the whole series. As I did that as a giveaway and stuff like that. So, But, I mean, if you guys are looking for... At one time, I did do a giveaway for the... Punky Brewster um, paper doll book, which I had that as a kid, and I actually was able to get one on eBay. They do have some of those still on eBay where they are still the brand new, the paper dolls are still on the pages. They haven't been, you know, popped out or anything like that, but definitely if you want to relive, because I re literally remember as a four-year-old, or was I five, one of those, sitting in my room on the floor, because I must have at that time been watching the Punky Brewster cartoon on Saturday mornings, because I swear, and I swear I have this memory of me having like snow boots that had punky the it's punky brewster cartoon you know her image on those boots and i looked on you know 
online used to see is, am I making this up? I swear on my life, I, 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 I had those. And I saw a picture, I'm like, I think that could be those. I mean, I don't have the, boot, the boots anymore, but... So the last clip here of this interview I want to play is the question they're asked, what storyline are you excited to explore? And Soleil is like, there are so many. Because we all know season, I mean, all four seasons had some serious story. Season two, just about almost every single episode, except for maybe, maybe three or four that weren't hugely serious, but a lot of them were very, very serious. Like the Just Say No episode. Um, one of the followers that are uh, Punky Brewster fans that I follow on Instagram, I think it's Punky Brewster fans, that one or another one, but it was playing a clip where in season two, the gift where Alan, Punky, and Cherry, and Margot's friend, is calling Linda, who is a mentally disabled custodian, school custodian, he called her, and I'm not going to say the word, because I cannot say the word. It's, I've heard it referred to as the hard R. And I like that they showed this clip because they wanted to, to send a message just saying we need to get rid of this using that six letter six letter word. Yeah. And I just I I don't want to say it. I don't feel comfortable saying it. I honestly I will be honest with you, growing up I was called that a few times, even by some family members, and it, it hurts. It really, really hurts. Here, I want to play this clip. It just, it's, I love, it's, I, I love this. Just, they're so excited to tackle new storylines, especially ones that are even relevant in today's world. I think we really, much like the original show, deal with very real topics and topics that people are going through. And we do it in a very authentic way. And that's really important to us. And so uh, I, I'm so excited to share it with the world. I can't wait. And the original Punky, it's not like we're tackling one thing. We tackle everything. Yes. If it comes up, nobody shies away from it. So, yeah, I will act, like I said, I will put the interview that Cherry did on her podcast, Cherry's World, on the Punky Power podcast Facebook page so you guys can see it. You'll have a link. It'll send you right to YouTube where she talks to Noah who plays Diego and Quinn who plays Izzy and Lauren who plays Hannah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but one thing that a lot, and I, I thought this at first when I first saw the trailer was when I saw Diego, I immediately I thought that was, you know, Cherry's son. And, um, at, at first, and I'm like, no, no, he's just, just like, uh, Daniel, you know, he's adopted. And that actually was brought up in the interview that Cherry had with Noah, that people were speculating, like, oh, he's your son on the show. And she 
didn't so much shy away from it. She didn't flat out and say, yes, he is. She said, I don't want to spoil anything. Like, there's something. It's it's just kind of interesting how that... And if you want to hear my theory on... This is what I think, and I'm sure I'll be 100% wrong. So, yeah, my speculation is this. We know that Cherry is has come out of closet that she is playing a gay character on Punky Brewster and she does have a girlfriend so what I think is that she and her girlfriend had Travis be um a donor so that um Cherry and her girlfriend could have a child that <laughs> is most likely way out of left field that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking that's what I'm I'm just I'm thinking that I could be wrong. I'm, I'm sure I'm wrong. If I'm not wrong, I'll just be, wow, 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 wow. I'll be so surprised if I'm actually right on that theory. Because when you see the one trailer where Travis is telling Diego, your mom and I are still work, trying to work things out, that makes me think he is most likely, you know, referring to Punky and, you know, himself, you know, trying to co-parent and everything. I don't know. Could he be talking about himself and Cherry? I, I have no Which, I don't know. I just, mm, I don't know. Because he even says, you know, we have a lot of kids, so... And the kids are from, you know, all, uh, you know, an interesting blended family. And that's why it's like, almost, now I'm thinking that that could very well be a plausible theory. That... Diego is the son of Travis and Cherry. I think I'm just going to go with that theory. <laughs> I think I, and you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Uh, you know, I had a lot of fun, you know, watching the behind the scenes, you know, and, and, and doing this. I wanted to get this out this week just because we've all, and we still are having everyone here in Texas having a very, very hard time right now, and I wanted to bring some cheer, some something positive, something I don't know. Just a, make a little bright spot before the actual show comes out. So my goal is I, of course, am hoping to binge watch next Thursday. And then that way, hopefully by the weekend or the 27th or 20th at the latest, then I will cover, I'll have that out, and then proceed to put out a new episode every month until we've covered season one. So, all right, guys, I will leave it at that. I hope you all are just hanging in there, trying to be strong, trying to hold each other up, remain positive. That's honestly all we can do right now. Just, you know, I don't know how many of you are, you know, with, with your faith and everything like that. And I just, in these times, I'm just trying to just look for the positive and know that there's going to be an end. This is, we're going to get through this. I know we will get through this. We've gotten through stuff before. And you've come out on top. And this is just one of those things, one of those hurdles that we're just going to push through.
you know, and this is, this is scary for me, and I, you know, this is my first winter here in Texas, and I just, I, I feel, I feel so bad for everyone right now that's going through this. I just feel so terrible. And just know, guys, you are all in my thoughts and prayers. All of you. We're all going through this together. So, alright, I'll put this episode out, and just we'll try to get through the next couple of few days get through the weekend and just you know see where we're at come next week bye bye everybody